This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Super Jcast. I'm Joel, joined by Dave McDonald. Uh, I, I just said before we start recording, I'm going to bring extra energy, but then I realised that I wanted to talk about something bad <laughs> to start the show, so I'm going to uh, pull back on that promise already, because because uh, it did not come home, Damon, football did not come home. Not only did football not come home, but my, my country of birth decided to show its entire arse, um, literally, as well as figuratively, uh, as a result, and I'm very sad, Damon. Uh, I know. Look, it's it was not a... Um... Here's what I here's what I didn't understand. Can can I be very frank? Uh, why were there people tearing apart the city? The game hadn't even started yet, and then there were people that were like, "Well, guess what? I don't have a ticket, so I'm going in." <laughs> they just crashed in, uh, which was okay. Uh, and then the game. I thought the game was good. I mean, listen, again, I'm not an expert by any stretch, but I thought the game was good, and it coming down the kicks at the end was just, ugh, heartbreaking. I, like, I'm screaming at the TV. I'm like, this guy's got to fucking make a save, and he did. And then, oh, what did they have? Three opportunities? They couldn't put it in the fucking back of the net? It's like, oh, fuck. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, and then, you know, of course. Again, but that's the, Joel, that's, the, here's the thing. And maybe it's maybe I'm thinking the opposite of it, but it's just like it's the internet, and it's like these it's like nameless, faceless words going out without you know without any true connection. I hope I hope that's what 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 it is, because if there's like legitimate non like legitimate racism and legitimate like toward those kids, I mean that is just. Ugh! Like, like, can, let me ask you this: of all the the that of that vile banter that that everyone saw, was was that like John seven three six two six nine seven six, or was that like a legitimate human being name tied to this these racist comments? Well, that's it, isn't it? I mean, there's this blanket of anonymity that these cowards uh hide behind and there's a lot of talk that maybe uh people should have to use some sort of official identification to sign off for these social media things you know if you've got to let twitter have uh you know your passport details your id card or whatever then people might think twice about doing this sort of stuff yeah i mean that i mean a lot of it is that and and you know i don't want to say that they're all like that there isn't this subgenre of of hate that's everywhere online and and legit and real don't don't get me wrong but sometimes i think it's like uh it's just like just just this i don't know just people just like to be i don't know i don't i can't put my finger on it i mean i i i understand that that me trying to to summarize the internet and the the issues that uh, arise from it at you know five o'clock in the morning 
is probably not the best idea. But it's just like, like, I don't know. But here's the thing too, Joel. It's I, it, I hate to say it, but you see that a lot in sports across the board, even in like hockey, and which is a predominantly white sport. Um, you know, it's like you get those comments when there's a person of color. It's unbelievable why and how it still happens. I don't understand it. I wish I did, Joel. I wish I did. I wish I could give you an answer. I really do. I wish I could give you an answer. The answer is, is that A, people are fucking idiots, and B, it's it's anonymity. And C, how were you raised? <laughs> like, how were you raised? Oh, I know, I know. I what's what's sad is is that the right after it happened, I felt bad for for both you and Dan because I know that not that it meant everything to you guys, but like it was just something that everybody was kind of pumped up for, and just you guys, you just wanted it, and it didn't happen. I felt horrible. Boy, I really feel like I summed up race relations in in the entire world. <laughs> I was I said I said literally nothing because I don't know what to say. What do I say? I don't know what to say. It's besides it's fucking ridiculous that I still got to say something. Somebody's got to still say something. Whatever. I can't do it anymore. There's like there's three separate aspects. The first you touched on it, David. Like what? Like the behavior of the English fans before the match. Right, and English fans have got this reputation of uh, when they go abroad to these sorts of tournaments, they get lagered up and they trash uh, foreign places, you know, whichever country they happen to be in, they just get completely hammered and smash the place up. So, I mean, it's good in the sense that they didn't discriminate from their own country, you know, their home country, they'll still (laughs) get absolutely wankered and uh, completely destroy that as well. So. Uh, there's that, you know, partly it's this big um, sort of emotional release from all the lockdowns and the COVID. And of course, that hasn't gone away. But, you know, people just saw this as a big release valve. So I can, whilst not condoning it, I could see why people went out there. And, you know, if if they want to get their cock and balls out in front of a crowd or um, have their mate hold them in a wheelbarrow position while someone else inserts uh, a firework in their anus, go for it. You know, you're an adult. If you want to do that, <laughs> more power to you. Uh, the the stuff with people, the, I mean, the security around Wembley just looked woefully inadequate. People yeah. like literally forcing their way uh, into into the venue. Maybe something they picked up from you Americans, Damon, because you're you're good at that. We, uh, we're not good at that. How are we good at that? We're not good at that. How uh, the the White to... House? Oh right. <laughs> oh, no, well, it wasn't the White House, was it? What, what was the building that people forced their way into? That was the uh, Capitol building. The Capitol. That's it. I always get them mixed up. So That's yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, no, no, point taken. Exactly yes. like roses, but yeah, some, some of the the videos I saw, yeah. people forcing their way into Wembley, kids getting hurt, yeah. people getting their heads kicked in. That was really ugly. I didn't so, understand because there were people that were looked to be inside, and then people were looked like from the outside were coming in, and then the, the the not the security. It was like people in line getting a beer. Then decided, oh, there's people coming in. Let's beat them up. <laughs> 
Yeah, it looked like the stewards just didn't want any part of that. They were like, fuck this noise. And they just did not get involved at all. They didn't do their job. But, you know, it's a... I don't, know, I don't want to pass judgment over that because it must have been pretty terrifying. Um, I think the just the lack of... You know, uh, Damon, if there's like a, a Black Lives Matter protest in London, some sort of, you know, peaceful demonstration, then, whoa, they, they somehow managed to get the security and the police enforced to uh, make sure that is uh, well managed. <laughs> but for, you know, the biggest... Uh, football match in the country for 50 years well, somehow managed to be short on police i don't understand it but well, anyway. i heard it was a private it's a private like there are police presence outside of wembley but not on the grounds is i could be woefully wrong but um it because it was a it, wembley's security is there if you notice there was really no police per se am i wrong in that i could be again i, I could be from false. from what i've read they the police presence in the whole sort of Wembley Park area was yeah. woefully inadequate. Okay. That's that's what I've heard anyway. Right. So there's that. Um, that's all pretty embarrassing. So the the football game itself, I thought we did really well. You know, it's very easy to play. What do you call it? Monday morning quarterback and say, oh, well, Southgate did. You know, someone's written that Ben said, is it time to sack Southgate? I don't know if that's tongue in cheek. Like, no, I think Southgate's the best manager we've had for ages. And it, yeah, very easy to say, oh, he should have done this. He should have done that, but. You know, Italy were the best team in the tournament by quite a distance, I thought. You know, I said that weeks ago on this podcast. So they're the best team in Europe. And uh, we, you know, it was a draw. It was 1-1. We were ahead for most of the match. It finished 1-1 after 120 minutes. We got to the final. I think that's a great achievement in and of itself. You know, penalties, anything can happen in that. It's And it's just, uh, just so tragic. As soon as it... It, it, I, I saw it, you know, it was three young black men uh, who missed the penalties. I knew this was going to happen. I knew there was going to be trouble. And really? it is, this is a, a product of uh, UK politics. This is a product of a government that has uh, exploited and stoked um, religious turbulence, uh, uh, racial turbulence uh, for the last few years. And this is chickens coming home to roost. Like, uh, Pretty Patel, who's the the um, she, excuse me, I'm just checking, making sure I got my facts right here. So Pretty Patel's the uh, the Home Secretary of the UK, and she was uh, one of the the first people to get on Twitter. So you know, people giving all this horrific racial abuse to the kids, and kids is the right word. You know, Bukayo Saka, 19 years 19, old, yeah. and and you know. All the love and respect and credit to him for having the balls, the, the bottle to step up and take a penalty in that situation. I'm never going to criticise someone for you know, having the courage to step up, even if, even if he did miss it. You know, I love Saka anyway. He's, he's probably my favourite football player at the moment. So he, he missed, which you know, it's, it happens in penalty shootouts. You know, more experienced and, and, uh, and better players than him have missed big penalties in the past. It, you know, it, it's what happens. So people... You know, getting in their DM, sending them the most vile, vitriolic, racist abuse. And then Priti Patel, yeah, so um, Home Secretary of the UK, then coming out and condemning uh, the abuse. Oh, this is very bad. Racism can't be tolerated. But this is the same person who uh, was criticising people taking a knee and the Black Lives Matters protesters, um, you know, showboating and, uh, you know, oh, you can't politicise football, blah, 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 blah. 
you know, it's people like that that have caused this problem. It's the, the politicians in charge of this country who've been stoking those fires. And now, you know, you don't get to say, to, to stir up all that shit and, and pour scorn and disrespect and, and fail to show solidarity with the Black Lives Matter protesters and then say, oh, racism's bad, isn't it? No, it's your fault. You caused this. If they shown a bit of more respect that the whole uh, BLM protest and, and movement deserved, then maybe this wouldn't have happened. But this, you know, this is... I understood after that why everyone hates England and why no one wanted us to win that tournament. And I have to hold my hands up and say, yeah, I'm in a way, I'm kind of glad that we didn't win this trophy because a lot of English fans don't deserve it, Damon. Okay. Don't deserve to have nice things. Okay. And, 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 and again, talking as a person who is completely outside the box, it's not every fucking fan, though. You know what I mean? Like, and every fan base has packs of idiots. Um, I mean, you know, Maple Leafs fans have packs of idiots. Flyers fans, packs of idiots. Philadelphia Eagles fans, packs of idiots. Uh, yet the majority are sane, you know, level-headed, kind. They're they're just rooting for their team passionately. Uh, and then again, you have the lunatic fringe. Um, look, uh, and and. And it's it's with everything. It's with everything. You get a very very noisy, and and I'm going to say this too. People do like to amplify the noise, right? And almost just like you said, oh, I knew this was going to happen, right? And I and and trust me, I, I don't think the thought crossed uh, or didn't cross many people's minds. But I will also say. Don't you think there's there is a like we live in a day and age where you almost expect it and then go looking for it, right? Like honestly, the last place I would go after that game would be Twitter for for rational conversation. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that I, that would be the time where I put down the phone. I <laughs> never mind. I put down the phone. And I go find something else to do because that place would not be a place where I would want to be at that very moment because you know, here come the dopes. Here come the dopes. And then you get into this, then you get into this pattern of everyone, I don't want to say feeding the trolls, but like feeding that. But and it's then then your timeline becomes that's the only thing you see, and then that just weighs down on you. I, I don't know. I, I just I just can't imagine the positiveness. And trust me, we're not the positive podcast. But I just can't imagine that those four days for a rational thinking English person uh, and and being online on Twitter. I just can't imagine that being a, a place where I would want to go. What are you referring to? Are you referring to like you know a, a, a fan like me being on Twitter, or do you mean like the players themselves who have been Both. subjected to this stuff? Both. I mean, there's two two separate things. I think there is a, a discussion to be had about 
um, people, especially young celebrities, being protected from social media. You know, if I was someone like Bukayo Saka, I wouldn't be fucking touching the app. I'd have a, a, a whole team of PR people doing it for me. Yep. You know, they run everything by me. I would say, I'll be, pay them and be like, look, show me the nice stuff, any of the horrible stuff. Your job is to filter it out. And I will tell you occasionally, I will share some stuff that you can tweet on my behalf. But, okay, that's a separate issue that, you know, this is not um, victim blaming or, or making excuses for the fucking mouth breathing scum that do this sort of stuff online. And that is a serious issue. And, you know, I, I, I can't really argue against this idea about having to use some form of ID to sign up for this stuff because I, I wouldn't do it. If they said, to, right, if Twitter said, right, we've got to have a, you know, a copy of your, uh, your passport if you want to join Twitter, I'd be like, I guess I'm not joining Twitter then. And you know what? That'd probably be a good thing for everyone. Again, I am not the target demographic. I understand that, but it's still a a tool that that millions upon millions of people use. Why do you feel the need? And I'm not saying Joel Abraham. I'm saying people in general to tweet. Why do you feel the need to tweet? What is the purpose? Why do well, you a lot of, uh, get sorry? Well, no, get. it's for, for a lot of people, it's an addiction. You know, you get a little dopamine hit when you see those numbers going out. Uh, you know, you tweet something and then you see the likes coming in and the retweets coming in, and you get that little buzz, little shot of dopamine, and you, you, you feel nice. And that's why a lot of people do it. And you know, for, for public figures, you know, celebrities, sports people, or, or whatever, it can be a good way of uh, growing your brand or whatever. Who cares? Who? cares i'm i'm being naive about it but who cares Honestly. i agree if i if i was a young uh talented footballer playing for arsenal playing for england i you know, i wouldn't have a twitter i wouldn't have any social media because i, I wouldn't need it you know? right. but um that, again i'm not blaming and okay, neither is damon we're not blaming the people for having social media in the first place no and again i think there's two separate issues here one the social media thing um you know whether or not people should have it in the first place and then two about how do you deal with racism because you know if, if you take away the social media that racism is going to come out in some form you know Correct. Then, in in 1998 england played in the world cup this is going to sound very familiar uh, david beckham uh kicked or kind of lashed his foot out at, uh, I think it was Diego Simeone in a match against Argentina, got himself sent off. England lost the game on penalties. A lot of people blamed David Beckham. And so this is before Twitter and, and social media took off. Uh, and people were like creating and, and hanging and burning effigies of David Beckham. So even if there isn't social media, that hatred is going to come out in some form or fashion. Yes, no doubt. It's, it's I mean, it, I'm not saying Twitter is... The problem, I'm saying that Twitter is this vehicle of anonymity and, you know, that's what, that's what, how people communicate. I just don't understand why people feel the need to communicate in that fashion, to be honest with you. I, I personally don't. Like, I don't understand why anyone would have a Twitter account and feel the need to post stuff. I, I, it just boggles my mind for that. That's, that's a separate yeah. thing. Yeah, because and again, it's it's bearing the lead because the the issue here is that England is a country that is got you know deep seated problems with racism, absolutely rife with it. You, you know who who, who, do, who also has country. that? You know who also has that, Joel? Every country, every country has that. 
I don't know. Is it, oh my do, god! There seems to be something uniquely awful about English football fans. Well, why is it always? You know, I never hear this from other countries. You do though, but like, like, okay, again, the, the fact that the, the, I mean, you guys would travel to different countries for your tournaments. Uh, only because, but it's, it's it's literally the equivalent of you know Oakland Raiders fans traveling to I don't know pick a city uh, for an away game, or, you know Raiders versus Dallas Cowboys and and fighting in in the stands and fighting outside the the stadiums. Um, I mean, uh, it, it's not it it doesn't have that same traveling culture that it seems like football has. In, your, in, in, in England, but there's that nonsense element anywhere you go. You, you mean to tell me, Joel, if if you sh- if, if I showed up in a Dallas Cowboys jersey during an Eagles home game, that I wouldn't be at the very least hassled, and at the very most, my ass handed to me, because it's happened many times. There was a big thing where it was a hockey game. It was it was the outdoor game, like literally the most meaningless game in the world, like the the softest regulation game of all time. You know these these outdoor games, and a guy got killed outside of a place getting a cheesesteak because he was a Rangers fan. He got killed. He got in a fight. I'm sure it was they were mouthing off at each other and blah blah blah. And he got killed. And again, this isn't really. We're kind of going off on a different thing, but um, but 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 bore, like terrible behavior. Happens everywhere, and 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 I'll go so far as to say that name me a country where there isn't racism against some some someone, right? Name me a country. Well, I can't. I mean, obviously, racism is a, a global issue, but um, you cannot. No one can tell me uh, with a straight face that the UK, the people in charge of the UK are doing what they can to stop stop that because they're not they're they're exploiting it this is how these people get into government by stirring up those um differences and and uh fears and, and prejudices that's how they get votes to so- to a certain population yes and then there are others who I, I and i would think that would go the opposite way that and again try to appeal to the rational human beings of the world to say okay you know, this is wrong. We got to put an end to this. Um, and, and I think that's across the board. Boy, this podcast is really good. This is never going to make it through <laughs> yes, the late air, is it? <laughs> 22 minutes. Oh, my God. We, we better go. In. I, I'm just I, sticking to the football. I'm, I'm so proud of the team and Southgate and every single one of those players. They, they played their socks off. And finally, I, you know, it's been a long time since I can say I'm proud of the England team because a lot of the time it's been filled with people who are underperforming and, and divas and people who aren't fit to wear the shirt. But it just seems like a great group of lads and I'm so proud of them, even though they lost. They're, they're all winners in my eyes, Damon. Um, Bash says, was that the most tense and anxious you were as a fan of football? During that penalty shootout, Damon, I, I felt like my heart was actually going to explode. It was so nerve-wracking. Like the, the most... I mean, the, the other thing I would compare it to would be... Um, Arsenal in the Champions League final in 2006 and both of those ended in uh, disaster and heartbreak for me so uh, that's just part of the experience of being an England fan I think uh, you know like the the Joker said in one of the Batman films like a dog chasing 
traffic or whatever. He wouldn't, wouldn't know what to do if he caught it. So an England fan, I wouldn't know what to do if we did actually win a trophy. It would, it would uh, undermine my whole sense of identity because uh, we are, um, to coin a Mourinho phrase, specialists in failure. So this heartbreak just add it to the pile um can we talk about wrestling now yeah i, I i'm sitting here it's like i'm like do i even want this out <laughs> do, I really, do i really want do i really want to release this because all i can see in my head y'all is just 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 nonsense like like on, honestly all i hear it all i see in one day's time is our twitter timeline Somehow we're anti-England, we're anti-football, and then other people saying, "Oh, they're racist because they didn't stand up hard enough." And I don't, I don't, I am like, I'm ready to hit fucking stop and re-record the opening. That's that's what I feel like I am right now. No, no, I stand by everything that that we've said, um, and it will probably annoy. It, it just seems to be a section of Reddit who've got it in for us. Um, People who sort of take exception to things. It's usually me, stuff that I've said, you know, like the, the Will Ospreay thing. And But I, I just don't have any time for that. There's no way... One, I've got no... Why would I engage with people like that? And two, they're just wrong. You know, someone uh, showed me a, a Reddit comment saying, you know, the, the, when I was talking about the Will Ospreay thing, uh, which I thought I was quite fair and even-handed on, uh, saying, uh, paraphrasing me, saying, oh, the Super Jcast guy said that uh, if you don't agree with him that the Osprey thing was domestic violence, then you're a domestic abuser yourself. And it's like, well, what am I supposed to do with a comment like that? It's just wrong. Yeah. It's someone who did not listen or has willfully twisted the, the my words. I just, I don't care. If you if you have listened to anything that I've said over the last 20 minutes and it's upset you, then I'll fuck off. I don't want you as a listener. I don't care. I don't care how many les- listens we've got, David. It means nothing to me. I don't get any more money for it. If my politi- if you don't like my politics, piss off. Go and listen to something else. Don't care. Yeah, okay. Yeah, right, whatever. I'm just, I don't know. I just don't, <laughs> I don't need the stress of my life. <laughs> well, you won't have to deal with it because I run the Twitter account. <laughs> I know. Well, All right. Let's talk about New Japan for wrestling. What do you say? Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> the movie Godzilla vs. Kong presents Summer Struggle in Sapporo. Uh, there are two shows in Hokkaido. They're uh, on Saturday and Sunday. So, uh, did you watch the whole shows? Because I didn't, Damon. I just watched the two main events. Because that is how I consume New Japan these days. That's the best way to consume New Japan. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go just main events in the last five minutes. <laughs> in double speed. <laughs> I've got to that point. Um, yeah, let's just talk main events. No okay, so I'm you just, don't I mean, have any, <laughs> any burning hot takes about yeah. um, Yo and Ishii versus Dick Togo and Evil. You know what I mean? Like, how... Look, who's watching this crap? Come on. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And here's the thing, too. It's if like, I had a ticket, if I was there, a New Japan fan in Hokkaido, I would be turning up. I would just be on New Japan World. I'd be outside having a beer. Okay, right. Uh, Despi and Ishimori coming out now. Then I'll go to the arena again. Yeah. Find my seat. I think I would, too. I really would. I would be just like... Like, here's... I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm about ready to pull the fucking plunger on this. Like, that's... I, I, I can't imagine sitting through a fucking live show. And paying money for it, I just can't. No, yeah, the, I mean the the, the sh- kind of show where I will sit down and watch the entire thing 
are only Tokyo Dome shows. And we'll talk about one coming up soon. I think top to bottom, the the Wrestle Grand Slam card is really good. I will watch the entire show for that. But I'm sorry, for um, Summer Struggle in Sapporo, I'm not going to be sitting down to watch Rocky, Taguchi and Tanahashi against ELP, Yujiro and Kenta. No. With, with all the love in the world to those guys, I'm sure the match was fine, but i got no time for it, Damon. Right, Can we talk I feel about like, the main event then? Yeah, I feel like... like where where I am in like where I am with New Japan fandom is I feel like I've paid my time. <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel like I paid my dues and I have so much going on that like I don't know, I just feel like I have a better use of my time <laughs> doing that. That's that's the that's the honest to god truth. That is the honest to God truth. Like, and even, but but then, okay, so I'm watching these shows. And and trust me, uh, I thought both matches were fantastic. Um, But then, like, I'm hearing Kevin Kelly talking about, like, prop bets. And, like, even they're bored with it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they're like, all right, enough. I, I, we can't do this anymore. Please, somebody save us. From these undercards that are just the, we've been doing this for how long, Joel? Five years, four years? What possibly more could we talk about than a multi-man tag match? This is the worst show we've ever done. This is the worst <laughs> show we've ever done. Yeah, I'm why so, would anybody use the negativity? I, I suspect if England had won Euro twenty twenty, I will be coming in with a very different energy here. But uh, as it is, um, I don't think oh, this is it. a it's great our show. podcast. Name we can do what we want. What? It's our podcast. We can talk about. We can say whatever we like. I I don't know. I just feel like this is the worst show we've ever done. <laughs> And that's saying something, isn't it? Well, okay, it maybe we should just talk about the match then. So the main event of this first show was the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match. El Desperado successfully uh, defending his second defense against Taiji Ishimori. 28 minutes, 54 seconds with Pinche Loco. And I really, really enjoyed this one, Damon. And I'm sure you did as well. I thought they had really good chemistry together. I always enjoy the kind of heel versus or quasi-heel dynamics where they're trying to out-sneak each other. There were some really smooth... Yave inspired sequences given their respective backgrounds um, I liked at first I liked the dueling limb where Ishimori was going after Despi's shoulder Despi was going after Ishimori's knee I thought they were both done quite creatively and, and interestingly there's a, a good selling from the recipients at first they, they did blow it off later but whatever uh, I thought it was notable from Ishimori actually because being the proper heel we don't often see Ishimori uh, selling or working from underneath, but I thought he did it well in the early portions of the match, at least here. So I thought there was a, a really interesting and, and fluid uh, dynamic. It kind of ebbed and flowed between the two of them without either of them being a sort of overwhelming face or heel because they both got, uh, I think, big baby face elements to their characters as well. Yeah. Um, you know, conventional wisdom says you shouldn't do that in wrestling, but I thought it really worked here. And that's that's what I really like about Despi as champion. And... I guess 2021 Suzuki Goon in general, because you know they're, they're still a bunch of scumbags, but they're kind of lovable scumbags. You want to root for them. They, this sort of misfit bunch of uh, strangely charming rogues. They've sort of organically slid into the tweener faction role. I think it's a really good effect. Um, but back to the match, I mean, there was a really nasty elbow exchange, some uh, very t- um, great transitions, scrambles, 
mostly looked smooth and organic, you know, not like the, the dreaded finisher reversal dance we sometimes see. I think the way the numero dos and the yes lock or the bone lock went back and forth is really exciting. It looked great. Could have done without the interference, um, but I will allow it just for the one caveat that, you know, the bizarro world scenario of Yoshinobu fucking Kanemaru making a baby face save. What a yeah. world we live in, Damon. Yeah. Um, but, I, you know, I don't want to take away from some of the wrestling in the final stretch of the match. I thought it was absolutely top tier. Maybe, like, there was one spot which didn't go quite right, but aside from that, it, you know, it's as good as I can remember in the New Japan Junior Division in recent years. I mean, the, that bit where there was the pinch head lock into the reverse into the, the, the bone lock was outstanding, just picture yeah. perfect. And, and I think we often forget how brilliant Taiji Ishimori can be. Despi was here with him every step of the way. Just two, I think, really ter- terrific wrestlers at their best. Um, didn't have the stage or the stakes or the emotion, the drama of their bouts with Hiromu. But they put on a, a hell of a match here. They worked so hard. Story was really good. You know, watching those interviews I mentioned last week helped because you can see how Despi really needed a dominant win here to prove himself, uh, you know, that he deserves this belt and he's better than Ishimori. And, and down the stretch, there was a, a bit of a payoff to the knee work where Despi just kicked Ishimori in the bad knee and took control. And I really like the way he used two pinche locos to sort of put the exclamation point on the win. I, you know, I thought it was a, a terrific match. Despi really needed this after... The Yo match, which was pretty pedestrian last month, uh, but to prove that he's not just a placeholder champ, you know, he's a top guy in the division, he can deliver in a main event. What, what did you think of it? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you on a lot of the points that I had written down. Um, well, one of which is the idea of, again, technically two heels fighting over a title, which I kind of always enjoy that dynamic, right? And but it's but you are right in the fact that. You know, Suzuki-gun playing, I, I, again, I, I don't know if I would go full-fledged babyface, but it's like Suzuki-gun hates other wrestlers, whereas Bullet Club hates the fans, right? And I guess that's how they designate who's going to play that heel role, um, at least going into the, going into the match. Uh, yeah, and you're right, the exclamation point for El Desperado, right? Two of them planting them clean as a whistle and even how he pinned them like it wasn't like it was this was like i'm hooking the leg this was you know undertaker folding the arm style you know pin um which i thought was an even bigger exclamation point than than the 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 two uh at the end so the idea of desperado kind of having a, a nice little run i like I like the idea of uh, Robbie Eagles now in the mix. I like the idea of that being, I don't want to say a placeholder, but again, I think all roads lead to Despi and Hiromu, um, which again, we know delivers. Um, I guess the one, I don't want to say annoyance, because it really wasn't an annoyance, but it was just something that felt to me a little bit overblown. Like, I'm not the biggest fan of, and I guess the, the, the term I'm going to use is overselling. And I sometimes I kind of felt like there were times where, where okay, especially when they were, we were working over the arm. Like, Desperado's getting his arm worked over. And it's just this constant yelling, <laughs> right? It was just, just like the whole entire, it felt like 15 minutes of him yelling. And again, we're selling. We're getting over the fact that he's in, in pain in the arm. 
it just felt like, oh my god, he's really going over the top with this. And it was again a small thing, but it was like it felt like it was constant throughout at least the, the early portions of the match. Um, I hate to be the five minute guy, but yeah, the last five minutes were very good. Uh, and yeah, I, I, I don't, of the main events, we'll we'll leave it as of the main events. Uh, I was. I liked the tag match better, but um, again, if we're kind of giving where we think this lands in the New Japan match quality rankings, and we are the official rankers of uh, match quality, uh, I'm in the f- I'm I'm at four. I'm hard pressed to go at any harder than four. Um, I'm in the I'm in the low fours. How's that grab you? Yeah, I would be with you there. Four, four and an eighth, four point <laughs> one two five stars. Um, and of course, I said last week I was expecting Hiromu to be the next challenge, but didn't we got a video with Robbie Eagles yeah. making the challenge, which I wasn't expecting. But I love the idea of Despy versus Eagles at the Tokyo Dome, which we are going to be getting. Uh, I did enjoy uh, post-match Despy complaining about the video because Robbie Eagles just said, hey, champ, I want to be the next challenger. And yeah. it's like, why didn't you make two videos? You could have done one saying my name and one saying Ishimori's name, uh, which I thought was pretty funny. But um, Tejas says, I like Robbie, but thought it was too sudden for him to challenge Despy. What are your thoughts? So, um, yeah, next Excellent. challenger, Robbie Eagles. What do you reckon? I like it. It's fine. It's it. You know what I mean? Like the idea of number one contenders and the idea of like even he joked about it a little bit in the video, didn't he? Like he was just like, I'm going to now this is how we do it. So I'm going to throw my name in the hat. I'm the next challenger. Um, I It doesn't just give me the matches. Right. Just give me the matches. I'm, I, look, I do like a build, but it's hard to do now. You know, the logistics of it. And I, trust me, the first thing I thought of was the, the logistics. I'm not going to lie. Um, of of okay, I'm, there's I'm sure there's some pre planning, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's already got his bag packed and he's ready to quarantine there or do whatever they got to do. He he but, must already be in quarantine actually because he is wrestling this Saturday at, in the Korakuen show. Oh, so there you go. Okay, so yeah, he's definitely there. Um, by the time you're I, listening, I take your point though. You know, we talked about this before that New Japan is started to become great matches in a vacuum company yep yep and what else what other choice do you have right they don't have the, <laughs> i mean the idea can you imagine trying to do any type of long-term booking and you know okay here's here's our big show we got to build and like the you know people will piss and moan about you know new japan's booking and all i mean god how do you how do you book this how do you make this work? Yeah. Oh, this guy's got injured. Oh, this guy's got COVID. Right. Oh, state of emergency. This show's cancelled. Oh, you can't bring it. Bring in this guy from abroad. It must be a fucking nightmare, Damon. I can't imagine how many pieces of paper have been ripped up and thrown in the bin just because, well, now what? Right? So sometimes it might feel like a holding pattern. Pattern. Yet, yet, Joel, uh, to me, we've got a tag situation. And again, I know we're going to get there. But I'm very excited for it. Uh, that I think is the freshest, the, the most energy, uh, the, I'm the most excited I've been for in in years. Yeah, I mean, when I say years, I'm talking years. 
Think of all the tag teams that we've had to sit through that, okay, they might have been a little bit interesting, but in in comparison to what we have in just this year, it's been so much, well, maybe this year, you know, past two years, it's been so much fun. And I, and, and I don't think we would have gotten that without the COVID situation. Um, it's, it's, I love it. Love it with a capital L. That's the interesting thing. I think there are fewer uh, titles on the table at the moment, given the IC title no longer exists. The US title is on John Moxley. The Never title is on Jay White, and, and neither of those guys are in Japan at the moment. So there is only the heavyweight title, junior tag, heavyweight tag, and the six-man titles. And if I missed any, the junior title as well. And I, I don't think you can really fault the booking of any of those. I mean, Shingo as champion, I think has been great to watch so far. Despi as junior champion, great. Uh, never six-man titles, the Chaos team, great. The the heavyweight tag situation at the moment, very exciting, as you say. The only thing is the junior tag, but I know that feels like sort of right. what are you gonna do? Right. nitpicking at the moment. Right. But aside from that, and, and even that, to be fair, I'm interested in the match they got planned for the Tokyo Dome. I think New Japan are really putting their best foot forwards, despite all the challenges. And I like the fact that, you know, if you're, and this is certainly not a knock at Shingo, because he's not been giving a full opportunity, right? But you don't have to worry about, oh, is Shingo a draw? Is he the guy that's going to carry the company? Oh, all the business stuff that goes along with putting a, your top title on a guy. Like, he's able to just go out there and have great matches. And, you know, crowds, all that shit, you know, that's not really something that's going to sit on his shoulders. So the idea of them being like, okay, yeah, we're going to give it to the guy who fucking works his ass off every match, has great matches, and we're guaranteed greatness. Like, it kind of makes sense that they're going to do that. Um, The idea of of the tag belts, you know, okay, great. We're going to put Naito back in that mix. First time in, what, 10 years, 15 years. Um, we're gonna put him back in, the, in that mix. Uh, we're gonna make Tekkers awesome. We're, you know, and even to a certain point, you know, even the, like the little the little rumblings of uh, uh, you know that that's gonna happen or not. But you know, like a Tanashi no Kata, people kind of thinking like, oh, that, that might be sexy. You know, it's that kind of things. Again, we wouldn't have that. You know, there's lots of things that we wouldn't have had that that were interesting and fun. There, listen, there were things that we had that you know we didn't necessarily enjoy. And it was hard to swallow, um, but even like some of those New Japan Cups, they, they, you know, the, the the empty arena New Japan Cups, you know, that was pretty. You know, we're not going to see a lot of that craziness um, that occurred there. I don't know. I just kind of, it's. I understand the fact that it's hard for people to fully commit. With, with again, the crowds and all that. But, again, we haven't had crowds in two years. I mean, Jesus Christ, what are you going to do? Um, I think they're making the most of the situation. And, Angel, you know, they, they had a, a promotion that, that rose from the depths. that were It was literally there so people could f- have something to do in, if they were trapped in the United States. And now look at what they got. They got a show that's darn near, near close to selling out. Let's stick with the tag division then and talk about the main event of Sunday show, in, also in Hokkaido. 
the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championship match with the challengers Sanada and Tetsuya Naito defeating the champions Zack Sabre Jr. and Taichi in 36 minutes 57 seconds. Uh, it was Naito that pinned Zack after the Destino, so we have new tag champions. And yeah, I thought this was a really, really good match as well. I like the big match Taichi entrance, the hometown hero. I thought they'd let the hometown hero win, but it wasn't to be in this case, but we'll come on to that. I always enjoy the grappling exchanges between Zack and Sanada. I thought they got good chemistry there. The, the tai Chi and Naito chemistry is more like a, a character-based conflict, if you're between like these two smirking dickheads. So it kind of started off like two parallel singles matches, and they were like, teasing and, and building up to the crossover. And when uh, actually, when Tai Chi and Sanada finally got in the ring, I thought they had a, a really good sequence together. That's the one combination of these four guys that doesn't have as much you know mileage and proven quality as the others, but I thought they were really good out there. And then... After 25 minutes, they got into the, the tornado tag portion of the match where everyone's sort of flying around. Everyone got really fun. Taichi's elbowing people in the teeth. He's dropping people on their heads. I thought Naito and Sonata, they worked some nice combinations together. There was a, a great sequence where uh, there was a Sonata drop kick and then an Enzo Giri, then a backdrop, then a jackknife pin. Really, really smooth. And then anytime Zack and Naito are in the ring, they're just they're magic together. They, they channeled some of that from their awesome G1 match last year. Great reversal exchanges between them. I really like the spot with the Cobra twist and the stretch palm, the dual submission spot. That had really good drama, Naito trying to get to the ropes. And I thought the finish was terrific as well, where they're about dangerous techers are about to hit the Holy Zack driver. Then it was reversed into the little half Destino. Then Sonata hits the Moonsault. He locks Taichi in the skull end and Naito hits the Destino. There's something really satisfying about everyone getting in their, their big signature moves at the end. And whilst you know, I was I was disappointed, you know, terrible weekend for Zack Sabre Jr., disappointed that Dangerous Tech has lost, I thought the, the match was really, really great. I thought it was I thought it was one of the best tag matches, you know, tag team championship matches that we've seen in quite a while. Again, go through the names of some of these teams that we've had to sit through throughout the years. I mean, you know. We've had we haven't had a great time when it comes to the tag teams, and it always felt like it was second fiddle. It always felt like it was like the B team. It always felt like it was guys who had nothing to do. It always felt like just a th- I don't want to say a throwaway, but a throwaway for years. And again, we we had a great time with our world title and 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 other singles titles. But it always felt like the tag team titles took a back seat. Um, and that didn't feel that, that this way at all. It felt, obviously, it was the main event, and that's saying something. And it just felt very mm, important. And, it, and, and dare I say, it felt very old school. Like, it felt very old school to me, which was a good nostalgic feeling with modern pro wrestling. Um. The fact that each of those guys were important major singles guys for portions of a New Japan calendar year. Um, and the fact that they didn't, even with that being said, it it didn't feel like they were just four random fire pro wrestling guys shoved together and said, okay, go out there and, and, and do something. Like, it felt like, it felt... Again, very old school, where tag teams were tag teams, uh, and men were men. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it, it's it that, that's the way it felt like. It felt like these were es, es, established teams 
and even LIJ, you know, you know, you could make the claim that that you know they're an established unit at the very least, um, and you know, arguably, you know, top guys. Even though Shingo's your, your world champion, you know, let's you know, Naito is probably still the top guy, right? So I don't know. It just had a very it it felt special. It felt meaningful. It felt important, and the match delivered. Um, everybody was able to, to do to do get their shit in and not make it feel like they're shoehorning their shit in. Uh, it, I mean, seriously. Again, main event. We got to fill the time. It's 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 penciled in for thirty something minutes. Every main event in the history of New Japan main events, thirty something minutes. We got it. But I was I was glad to see it, and never felt like it overstayed its welcome. Um, I loved it. I loved it. Um, I like the fact that we, you know, we do have new champions, which makes things even more interesting. Again, if we if we throw the Empire in the mix, now now we have that. And again, if we throw in again, just to throw just to, to throw it in, would, a Tanahashi Okada thing would be pretty amazing. Having these two guys come together and and, and find a way to, to to form a team would be ridiculously great. <clears throat> and again, I don't even think Techers are out of the mix. You know. I think Kevin Kelly made a really good point in the sense that uh, not a lot of tag teams right now. Not a lot of tag teams. Um, so they're not going to fall that far. So we could definitely see a rematch there. So I'm excited for it. Uh, we do, Damon. They're, they're getting a rematch at the Tokyo Dome. What are right. On that? Right. I love it. I, I, I think it's – look, I think – I love the idea of an established tag team um, that feels new and fresh and important. I love. I I have zero problem with a rematch immediately, none whatsoever. So, look, if if they find a way to keep this momentum going, I'm all for it. Again, the hard part is is okay, bringing people in, getting people in. And if well, you you say that, Dave. My big fear for this tag division is this uh, potential brick wall it's going to hit or could hit in the future in the shape of the good brothers and i just i well, cannot right. shake this feeling that they're going to win the tag team turbulence thing on strong and they're yeah. going to somehow get back to japan and then we're just going to get endless god versus good brothers feuds over these tag titles and i hope i'm wrong but i can just i can sense it doesn't that sound like the kind of thing that would happen once it people does. can travel it, it really does. And that's why I'm saying enjoy it while you can almost. Um, I hope they don't do They really have a – here's what I – look. I said it last week. You go on New Japan World, they're everywhere. <laughs> they're everywhere. Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, how disappointed would you be if fucking – Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows beat like I don't know, pick Naito and Sonata or like give me a scale one to ten. Good brothers holding these titles. Um a solid nine. Yeah. Other disappointment yeah. scale. Yeah. 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 Do you think if anyone gonna... from the company's listening, don't do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm on my hands and knees back and don't do it. <laughs> Please don't do it. I I mean you you have probably the most interesting thing going on right now when it comes to your company 
to me anyway. And and again, I hate to say it, but it feels like they're doing it just because they had no choice to do it. Like like they have a win that they're reluctantly going through with. Do you feel that? Do you feel yeah, that this, this is like Daniel Bryan WrestleMania 30, like they've right. been dragged kicking and screaming into booking a compelling tag division. Right, right. Oh, isn't that frustrating? I mean, maybe we're just looking at a, in a pessimistic view, but if they're going to fuck this up, I'm telling you. Oh, see, I just sat here and it was like I sat. I, I sit. I sat here and okay, no, I'm, I take it back. This, this is something that hasn't happened yet, and I feel it hasn't happened yet. But the hammer is on the wall. We're not doom. dumb. Come on, <laughs> we're not dumb. We it's had all everywhere. that positivity going. We're both really high on these two main events <laughs> in the tag division. Now I've ruined it with something that may not even happen. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking, ah, maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card. But with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view of all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now, when I buy Slab Packs at Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. I was able to open an Arena Club slab pack, and and I'll be honest, it was a lot better than what you normally do. Say you go to a card show, and there's a random innocuous brown bag of cards, and yeah, you can open it, and look, it's going to be junk. You're, you, you know what I mean? Like You know what you're probably going to get in those. Maybe you find that fun, and sometimes I do. Sometimes I like just opening up cards and saying, oh, hey, look at some random cards or whatever. But if you're really in this game to to find value and find particular cards, it sucks to have to buy these mystery packs, and it ends up being, you know, almost nothing. You know, nothing of value. Not with Arena Club. You can display, again, of all available cards, hit rates, grading. So you know that when you're opening up the slab pack, you are going to get something valuable. You are getting something good. And Arena Club, in addition to having those great slab packs we just talked about, is also a marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, displaying, all that sort of stuff. But those Arena Club slab packs, man, they are revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your polls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling. And you can have them officially graded by Arena Club as well. So again, setting these things off, it's going to be officially graded by Arena Club. And the Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent with full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying... Arena Club is the card collecting platform that you have to check out. So right now, I've got a special offer here for Voices of Wrestling Network listeners. You can get 10% off of your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Now, that's a crazy offer. That's 10% off a $400 slab pack. $40 off right there. 10% off your first purchase. No matter what that purchase is, 10% off again that's arena club.com slash vow net arena club.com slash vow net for 10 percent off your first purchase on arena club and we thank them for sponsoring the voices of wrestling podcast network oh let's talk about race relations in england come on make me feel more comfortable <laughs> fucking boris johnson cunt uh, okay let's Right, uh, let's preview some upcoming shows. So, 
there will only be one show that will have taken place, I believe, uh, televised by the time we next podcast. That'll be uh, this Saturday at Korakuen Hall. And there's not really much to sink your teeth into there. Uh, Suzuki's back. Uh, Robbie Eagles is also back in action. The two top matches are singles matches in the junior division to build up to the junior tag title match. So we have a fourth match, special singles match with Yusuke Taguchi versus Taiji Ishimori. And then the main event, special singles match, El Fantasmo against Rocky Romero. Really excited about both of these because I recall a really good uh, Ishimori title defense against Taguchi a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And there's one spot stuck in my mind of Taguchi taking the piss out of Ishimori doing the sailor dance you know when Ishimori was doing the sailor boys idol gimmick and Taguchi was making fun of that and Ishimori got really annoyed so I hope we get to see more of that and you know two quality wrestlers that one should be really good and of course you know the magic that happened when Rocky Murrow faced El Fantasma at Korako in in Best of Super Juniors a few years ago you know that arguably made uh, El Fantasma so same building right yeah so I'm, I'm I'm really keen on these two singles matches yeah, uh, I mean, look, uh, I don't know if I'm going into it with as much uh, pep and vim as you, but uh, you do bring up a good point that there was magic to be had between Rocky and El Fantasmo, same building. So, I mean, listen, if they can find a way to to, to make that happen, I mean, that'd be nice. <laughs> I mean, I, here's the thing, though. I I just feel like, okay. So here's the positives, though. Let's get let's do let's stick with the positives. Rocky singles match back in Cork, and he's got to be a little pumped for that, right? He's gonna be he's gonna be a little bit excited for that. Uh, El Fantasmo is good, right? He's he. I mean, they're, they're both good. Uh, all right. I don't know why am I not why am I not like I'm not amped up. What what yeah, am I missing? On, Dave, this is a like a D level show. It is yeah. not you know I'm trying I'm to not find. asking you to get absolutely amped about uh road to summer struggle, you know? Okay. It's, it's a it's a filler show. Okay. Which is and I think these two really interesting singles matches are more than what we usually get on these shows. So I will right. I will take that. We've got more tasty stuff coming up uh, in the future. Right. Okay. All right. So You'll, you'll forgive my. All right, let me. Let, let, you know, if it's great, it, it has the possibility of being really good. Mm, let's leave it at that, right? Okay. All right. All right. Um, and other shows coming up. Again, we will preview these properly next week. So we'll just touch on the key matches here. So Thursday, July twenty second, Summer Struggle in Osaka. We've got a pair of singles matches here: Sonata versus Zach and Naito versus Taichi. And then the next day, Friday, July 23rd, Summer Struggle in Osaka Night 2, we got Sanada versus Taichi and Naito versus ZSJ. So we're sort of flipping the matches there. And yeah, I'm sure these will be really good. I I, I like, well, I was, <laughs> was going to say I like all four guys. Sanada, yeah, Sanada against Zach, I'm sure will be good. Sanada, Taichi, I don't know. They're good sequences in the tag match. So I will reserve judgment on it until I see it. But I cannot... Uh, turn my nose up at Naito versus Taichi and Naito versus Zack as a pair of main events because I'm sure both of those would be really good. You know, last time we saw Naito and ZSJ, I mentioned it before, in the G1, that was one of my favourite matches of the year. And, yeah, again, I'm look- looking forward to all four of these. Uh, 
Yeah, maybe they should be fine. I, again, I think my biggest fear is Sonata as a single. I thought he, I thought Sonata was really good in the tag. Yes, agree. You know what I mean? Like I really yep. felt like he was he was more than fine. I had I I had no complaints over him in that tag match. Zero. Yeah. Um, is it a hot take to say he's a better tag wrestler than a singles wrestler? Because I think I, th- that's what I believe. Yeah, I one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Yeah, him in a singles match. I don't. Yeah, I agree. Look, Give him uh, the okay. And then on um, Saturday, the next day after that, Saturday, July twenty fourth, Summer Struggle in Nagoya, we have two singles matches. Topping things here, we got Ishii versus Evil and uh, Tanahashi versus Kenta. Mm-hmm. Do you think evil can <laughs> use the phrase again? A drag evil kicking and screaming to have a good match. I mean, there have been just little breadcrumbs that perhaps evil is moving away from the shenanigans-filled matches that he usually has. And I could end up with egg on my face here with this yeah. Ishii match is full of bullshit. But Ishii versus Evil could be good. It could be. I think it could be good. Uh, can I set an over-under number of ref bumps? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Will there be more or less than not just I got hit, I fell down, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hurt my, sh- oh, I hurt my shoulder a little bit. I'm talking full-fledged, out-cold referee. I'll set it at two. Will there be more than two? I'm going to be optimistic and say no. I think if they're <laughs> if they're fewer than two, I would say that's progress. <laughs> We're moving in the right yeah. direction. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that 100%. All right, so less than two. Two or less is what you're saying. Mm. Two is the push. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fair. I say more. I'm going over. <laughs> um, Tanahashi versus Kenta. I don't know. This is one that I could see being like very long and very slow. Yeah, me too. That's that. Would you? That was the first thing I thought of. I don't think this is going to be a barn burner. Yeah. Now they, I, and they, I don't want to be one of these that, like you said, oh, the long matches about you know the length of a match does not have an intrinsic value in and of itself. It's what correct. you do with that time. Yep. But I'm a bit apprehensive about this one. Yeah, I do have my reservations going in now. Again. It's pretty amazing that I'm going to sit here and tell you that I don't have faith because I do have faith that it could be good. I just, yeah, I mean, I don't watch him just fucking blow the doors off the place. <laughs> It'd be so great. As soon I, as I the bell to... goes, like, Tanashi's charging at him. He's doing high fly flows off the apron in, like, right. after 30 seconds. Fuck. <laughs> fucking craziness. Uh, look, I, I, prove me wrong. Well, you know what? They don't have to prove me shit. They they have a fucking resume a mile long uh, that proves me wrong. So, so fuck me. Uh, but yeah, it does feel like this is going to be a longer, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of lot, a lot of stuff on the mat. <laughs> right? a Do lot you think of stuff o- over or under thirty five minutes? I'll go under thirty five. But again, it's going to be right against it. It's not going to be like it. I'm not, I'm not saying 15. It's it'll be it'll be right there. But I'll say under. And then on Sunday, July 25th, we have Wrestle Grand Slam in the Tokyo Dome. Wow. 
So we are <laughs> starting off <laughs> opening match. This is pre-show, but we will see it on New Japan World. A KOPW twenty twenty one match. The New Japan Rambo. Number of entrants will be announced at a later date, so this will be everyone who's not involved on the rest of the card, presumably. So Yano has given us two suggestions here. New Japan Rambo with handcuffs or New Japan Rambo with blindfolds. Um, as I said on Twitter, great that they're finally embracing the BDSM community. How long until we have um, pegging and chastity belts in the New Japan Rambo? But I mean, a Rambo, I love Rambos. Rambos are always fun. This like none of these sound fun. <laughs> Rambos with handcuffs and blindfolds sounds bad and boring, and I don't like it. I don't understand. Okay, the blind. So how they? So they get in the ring and then they're instantly blindfolded, or are they blindfolded and they have to find the ring? So they're in the Tokyo Dome, <laughs> walking hey, down to the, the ring, getting lost, <laughs> falling off the ramp. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? That'd be fantastic. So they're they're coming out of the dugout, like fall, <laughs> they're counted out. <laughs> yeah, right. Is that how they're doing it, or they they have to be blindfolded when they get in? Is that how we're doing it? Who fucking cares? <laughs> oh, come on, Joel. Uh, they put a lot of time and effort. And then what's the other? A handcuff? I don't understand the handcuff. The handcuffs are in the ring. Everybody gets it. How does that work for a Rambo? Right. I don't understand what the handcuffs have. The so there's going to be a pair of handcuffs in the ring. Everybody gets handcuffs. Oh, you have to be Everybody's handcuffed before you make your in. entrance. You're coming out from behind the apron with a pair of handcuffs already on. <laughs> Right. Are they like, all handcuffed to each other? Are we going right. to have like 20 guys all a massive chain? chain? Of- <laughs> so fucking ridiculous. We've probably given this more time than it deserves. Uh, first match is going to be IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship match. And I like this one. So we've got uh, ELP and Ishimori, the champions, defending against one of my low-key favorite junior tag teams, the Mega Coaches, Rocky Romero and Ryusuke Taguchi. Uh, to me, this is like the perfect kind of opening match for a Tokyo Dome show. I think this one will be really good. I think it'll be very good. Yep. Um, again, under 10, a little sprint. Um, get in, get out. New, cha- new tag champs? Um, I'm going to save that, Damon, because we'll do a full oh. preview of it next week. Right, but just, I'll, right. I'll just give my initial thoughts on the match announcements, and we can do our predictions and stuff. On You're going to sit there with a notebook and be like, really, like, okay. They, you know, really, really <laughs> yeah, I've got to study the form. I need to <laughs> talk to Chris Samsa, see what the data says. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Call Chris and be like, well, uh, uh, Rocky's had. Uh, I'll just shut up. I don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, second match is the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match. El Desperado defending against Robbie Eagles. Um, I mean, I suppose this is a bit of a dip for the placement of the uh, junior singles title, but I'm okay with that. I, you know, Despy versus Eagles should be really good. I like both guys. I thought their match in Best of Super Juniors last year was really good. So, again, if they get enough time, I'm sure this will be very entertaining. But would this be... This would be... Well, no, he'll have some warm-up shows we just mentioned, but as I was say, I, I thought this was going to be like, he spent the entire year in Australia, and now he's going to parachute in. <laughs> he's like in the Tokyo Dome. What a life that Robbie Eagles. Um, Straight out of quarantine. <laughs> right, yeah. Get in the ring. <laughs> right. He's coming out. He's like jet lagged. Oh, no, it wouldn't be jet lagged, would he, after quarantine? But unshaven. <laughs> and, and, and he's in the same time zone, correct? That's just saying. Right. Yeah. Do you get jet I'm lagged if you're in the same time zone? You're in the same time zone, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take it back. Uh, okay, third match then, special singles match, 
because he's got Okada versus Jeff Cobb. Uh, you know, I hate to say it, but a lot of these singles matches with Okada depend on which version of Okada turns up. But Tokyo. this is Tokyo Dome, right? There's no way we get lazy money clip Okada no. here. And especially against an opponent like Jeff Cobb. And last time Jeff Cobb was in the Tokyo Dome, he had an absolute fucking match of the year killer contest with uh, Shingo. So yeah. I am going to tentatively say that this one will be really good as well. I'll tell you what. Imagine being Jeff Cobb. Jeff Cobb has one of the best pro wrestlers on God's green earth in a building where you know he's going to have his working boots on. Singles match. Jeff Cobb has got to be fucking out of his mind with this one. Like, he's got to be, like, just, like, totally amped to get in a ring in, 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 in this venue. Singles match. Yeah, he's, 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 we're going to see, we're going to see next level Jeff Cobb, I think, here. This could be really, really good, right? Because uh, if, yeah. Oka- and, and weirdly, I think the fact that it's not a main event, the fact that it's the third match means that there are time restraints on it that I think will yep. help. Correct. One, I'm just about to mention it. Yep. Yeah, if, if, if Okada is in any way physically okay, this on paper has has a ton of potential. Circle that match because that one's going to be fucking good. I would be, I will be very disappointed if we're not talking about that as one of the top one, two matches of this evening. Just make that note, please, for the record. Uh, fourth match is the tag title rematch with Sonata and Naito defending against Dangerous Techers. So the first one was great. This one, yeah. I don't think it's going to go as long, but it's the Tokyo Dome. It's the semi-main event. Can't wait. This is going to be really good. And they'll give it time. But yeah, they'll give it time. It will be good. It'll be great. Yeah. Do you think they would flip-flop the title back? Yeah, I'm not. I, I wouldn't yeah. rule out either. That'd be. I, I, you know what? I would have no problem with that. Yeah. Okay. I'm down. It would be great. That'll be great. All right. What, what is that semi main event? And then next? And main event is the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship match. Uh, Shingo Takagi defending against Kota Ibushi. That's going to suck, dude. That's gonna suck. <laughs> I'm going to skip that. When the tag title match is gone, I'll just that, dude. I'll, I'll the check the result later. Yeah. Tell me if it's good. Uh, oh, come on. People. People. It's going to be fucking great. Joe, that's, a, that's a, not that's a show, isn't it? Like, that's a fucking bottom, great show. Tremendous. Yep, that's a that's a great show. I mean, and here's the thing too: it doesn't feel like we're shoehorning in too much. Where it's like, okay, there's too much on this show, and uh, once again, I'm I'm not. I, I hate saying it. It makes me feel dirty. We wouldn't have, we wouldn't have a show like this. We would have the shit shoehorned in. If we didn't have the restrictions that we have in place, it's almost like we have these built-in set of of restrictions, pardon the pun, uh, to to keep things in check. And these are the these these are the confines in which you have to work, New Japan Pro Wrestling. These are the the chess pieces that you have. Give me the best that you can do, and I kind of like that. There's no. I mean, honestly, aside from the Rambo, which is going to be just nonsense, but okay. 
Give me the filler on this show. Like, what's what would be what would you consider the filler? Maybe the, the junior tag match, but I think no, that's going to be no, again no ten minutes of sprint. You know, this is a I, this is a Tokyo Dome worthy card for me. Yes, I agree a thousand percent, a thousand percent. I'm 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 actually pumped for this. This 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 will be very good. Um, I don't know how they're fucking pulling it off though, but they're going to try find a way to fucking pull it off. Um, not that you would know the answer to this, but when the fuck are the Olympics? Um, no, I don't know. But you mean the fact that we're getting 5,000 people for this and zero fans for the Olympics? Just saying. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care. This is one of the things I just refuse to talk about attendance restrictions and COVID impact anymore. I just, because everything can just change in a, a, a second. So it's pointless. How do they pull that off? I just, can we just talk about that for a second? No, no. Not. You can't make me talk about it. You can talk <laughs> about it, by all means, but don't try to draw me into that conversation. I'm, you're, you're in. You're, you're, you are a co-host of this show. You are in. Uh, how do they fucking pull that one off? <laughs> how do they fucking pull that off? I mean, I don't know exactly when the dates are, but interesting. Interesting to say the least. Good for them. Good for them. Good for that Boosie Road. A little... A little under the table business dealing, you think? Huh? A little, little something, a little something for the missus. Get her, get her something nice. Let, let me have some people in this fucking building. All right, all right, all right. I'll look at you standing nope. tall. No Stay comment whatsoever. No, nope, I'm going to move on. I'm going to give you a listener question that has aged like milk. Chris says, okay. <laughs> Chris did not have um, the information that we have at the time of writing this question. Going by the Tokyo Dome card, there are some big names either in the Rambo or not on the show, assuming it's the former, so assuming that these big names are going to be in the Rambo, uh, may this indicate a more serious direction for the title? <laughs> so obviously this question was written before the fucking blindfolds and handcuffs gimmicks were thrown into the mix. But uh, yeah. no, Chris, knowing what we know now, I'm sure you wouldn't be asking the same question, but I, I thought that's a funny one. Uh, Bash says, with a never title in the States, right, um, is... Are the tag belts going to be the de facto belt the top guys will feud over uh, till it comes back? So, yeah, I did say earlier that there are fewer titles, well, certainly fewer singles titles now than there were given the situation mentioned. But it feels now that as a result of that, would you say that the heavyweight tag titles are now the second most prestigious titles that are physically in Japan at the moment? Um... What about the, uh, I mean, I still think the junior title is pretty prestigious. Yeah, I'm just thinking that junior title is second on this show and Correct. heavyweight tag is fourth. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, you probably, I mean, it's a weird time, but yeah. I mean, if you're, even even if you're looking at the, this show, it's amazing how you can just turn, turn the fucking fl- flames up and heat something up and make it relevant and make it important. Ah, pro wrestling. It was one of those things we talked about it for years about. Oh, why don't you just have you know four upper mid cards or even you know top main event guys who are not doing anything and have them feud over the tag belts? That'll be so good. It will make it more interesting. The matches be better. People will be more invested. And we said that, but it's one of those things that you say as a podcaster that you know there's probably more to it than that. Maybe if they actually did it, it wouldn't work out. But it has. It's that easy. It's <laughs> just put yeah. four quality wrestlers in, and oh, there you go. The heavyweight tag division suddenly. Must see. So, uh, I feel like they had like like 
and again, I don't know, but like, don't, don't you feel like they feel like, all right, we have a commitment to, and again, I'm just going to use fucking G.O.D. Yes, as an example. Yes. You know yes. what I mean? Like, we have a yep. commitment to them, and yep. we have to put them in that mix, right? 100%. Um, okay, so let's move on to New Japan Strong then. Do you want to give your thoughts match by match, Damon, or should I just give mine and then you give me your thoughts at the end? Uh, you give your thoughts, because truth be told, I didn't say it. Okay, so we started off with Barrett Brown defeating the DKC seven minutes, two seconds by a schoolboy. I, I like DKC. I like his sort of frantic energy. It's quite exhausting to watch, but you can tell that he's working extremely hard, as he should be, as the, the most recent or second most recent dojo recruit. I appreciate that they're spending some time building Barrett Brown. He hasn't had that breakout match yet, but obviously the, the company clearly sees some upside in him because they're not giving out these long-term stories and, and progression to wrestlers willy-nilly on strong. He's one of the few people that's getting it. So the fact that they're dedicating this much time on Barrett Brown makes me think that he's one to, to keep an eye on because I you know, think he's an Italian guy uh, and he's got a very good sort of heelish weasel face. So let's see where this goes because there's not really a precedent for, for this kind of thing on strong. So I'm interested to see um, what the uh, the end game is for Barrett Brown. Second match, we had the Alex Coglin Challenge match series with PJ Black defeating Alex Coglin in 9 minutes 33 seconds with his finishing move Bad Habit. PJ Black, he just looks more and more bizarre each time I see him. He's, the hair or the beard or the gear, he, he will change something. Such a strange man. and Kind of a mesmerising man. I remember listening to an interview with him a while back and he's just pleased and follows a lot of really weird shit. You know, not bad stuff, just very, very weird. Like, give me an example. Uh, like, what would you say would, would be it? What would it be? Give me an example. You, I kept, I'm trying to remember. It was like sort of these weird ideas about energy and if you do this and if you do this kind of breathing, you can focus this special type of magic energy, which will give this result. Oh, it just <laughs> really? sounded like something that would be better off than fucking Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. But uh, uh, someone posted something really funny on Twitter. Uh, let me try and find who it was. The Kaz Wheeler said, PJ Black looks like he left Justin Gabriel at home to go get a six pack and some six and never came back. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, this match was really good, actually. He laid it in really hard on Alex Coughlin. It was more hard hitting than I expected it to be. Um, you know, always fun watching Alex Coughlin manhandling, ragdolling people. Just really exciting guy to watch. Can't say enough good things about him. I would actually tell you, listener, to uh, go out of your way to see this. It was short, but it was Whoa. really, really good match. And then main event was Josh Alexander defeating Rocky Romero in 11 minutes, 51 seconds with divine intervention. This was great, Damon. Again, I know you haven't seen it, but if you've got uh, 12 minutes to spare, definitely check it out. And it was such a terrific showcase of everything that is good about Josh Alexander, whilst also being a, a close competitive match. Alexander, he's looked tremendous here. The grappling, the power, the submissions. He's got a really nasty move set, moves that look real. All his moves look like they fucking hurt, which is always a, a plus for me. And every week, I, I feel like I'm coming onto this podcast singing Josh Alexander's praises. I don't know what to say anymore. Sign him up. He's an absolute layup, an open goal to be a, a success either in the States or Japan, any weight class. He's a big dude. He doesn't have to be a junior. You could do the Shingo thing with him, have him run through the junior division, then move up to heavyweight if you want. And also, let's give some credit to Rocky here. Because, um, Damon, I mean, can you tell me anyone in this business who is as good as Rocky at taking a 10-minute match to bring out all the strengths of a new opponent, whether he wins or loses. You know, it doesn't matter if yeah. he's schooling a young lion or putting over a new talent. He will find what you're good at with laser sharp precision and shine a light on that. And you know, it's not about letting a guy hit all of his signature moves and squash you. These are all 
well-worked, uh, compelling, competitive matches. So both he and his opponent come out looking great, whatever the result is. And I just get excited every time I see a Rocky singles match on Strong now because of this very reason. And just the laundry list of opponents he's had quality 10-minute matches with on Strong and help them get over within Strong or, or get over to the point at which some of these guys have since earned contracts with other companies. So we, Josh Alexander, Clark Connors, AJZ, Wheeler Utah, Kevin Knight, Leo Rush, Chris Dickinson, DKC, Danny Limelight, Russ Taylor. That's just on Strong. Look at the other promotions he's helped get people over. Yeah. Uh, Fred Yehai on ROH, JD Drake in PWX, El Hijo del Santo, WBC, Tom Lawler in MLW, Michael Oku in RevPro. And, and not only is he out there getting over others in, in the ring as one of the most insightful and unselfish wrestlers on the planet, he's also booking my favourite weekly wrestling show to near perfection. So Rocky Romero, he can do it all. Um, you know, I'm not trying to blow smoke up his ass because he's a friend of the show. We've spoken to him before. He's probably not even listening to this, but he, just an absolute treasure to the business. Let's let's give the man his damn flowers. Yeah. No, I was uh, again. I was just about to ask you. Do you think he is underrated with his contributions to pro wrestling in the past five years? Like, I feel like he's like one of the most underrated guys in all of pro wrestling in his contributions. Of all the things that you see that he had his hand in making. I think in certain circles, like, you know, the kind of fans like us or, you know, Voice of Wrestling, people like that, we know how valuable Rocky is in and out of the ring. But I think maybe to the casual fan, they don't appreciate just how important. You know, if, you, if there is no Rocky Romero, what would New Japan Strong look like at the moment? Because I'd say it probably wouldn't be half as good as it is. I remember talking to people when, when Strong first started. You remember that, Joel, talking to certain peoples. And Strong was not a destination location when it first started, right? I, I, do you think it's a fair statement? Yeah, it felt like it was just a placeholder thing, treading water for people who couldn't make it back to Japan. Yeah. And, and what it's turned into is pretty amazing. And again... We're not just going to pin this all on Rocky, mind you, but there's been a lot of people that have been behind the scenes to make it work. And and in the ring, let's be truthful there, too, uh, to make this a success. Because if the matches were shit, guess what? Nobody would watch. I don't care what you're doing behind the scenes. Um, But yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like he's one of those guys that doesn't get the flowers enough So for all the contributions that he's had. So... Uh, I'll be hitting you up shortly, Rocky, for credentials. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so DMs are open for any scoops. So yeah, yeah, just just saying, Rocky. All right, very good. We threw the flowers. We did our part. We did our part. I don't know. The, the listeners have to take it from there. Uh, by the way, we're only an hour and 19 minutes in, and it feels like six hours. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'll get into some questions, David. You. Um, Send the safe word on WhatsApp when you've had enough. <laughs> we'll All call right. it a day. So uh, let's do Discord first. Nehek says, Sumo Joel, pants up or down for Teretsu Yoshi's big salt tops? Well, shouldn't be pants down. It should be Mawashi. So Mawashi down for that. I'm a big fan of Teretsu Yoshi's big salt toss. Um, very exciting basher at the moment. This kind of like head-to-head collision course between Terrence Fuji and Hakuho. And I'm, I just, I hope we get like a an epic final day uh, 14 and 0 versus 14 and 0 clash at the top there, and ideally, I, and I'd love to see Terunofuji win um, uh, a passing of the torch between 
Hakuho in here and Turner Fuji can be the next new Yokozuna that'd be tremendously exciting uh, Classic Catch says out of the current young lions in Nuge and LA Dojos who will be the next biggest future heel um, this is a difficult one I can't there's no one there that screams heel energy at the moment maybe Suji maybe Alex Coglin. he's got a kind of a angry looking face and the moustache he could be a good sort of ass kicking yeah, heel I think <laughs> he's got a moustache he's got to be a heel <laughs> now, can you name any baby faces with moustaches <laughs> uh, historically it's a heelish facial Hulk hair Hogan. Hulk Hogan was, was the biggest fucking baby face in the world he had a moustache that's true but he became heel so you know the, right. now I would say the moustache is a signifier of uh, and, and we've, and we've, things and we've come full circle in our racist talk <laughs> Well, look, Kenny Omega's rocking the, the tash now, isn't he? The sort of Harley race thing. And that's, that, I, I just think it's a heel signifier in this day and age. What do you want? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's good. There. Okay, uh, Elder Strikler says, certainly seems like the IWGP World Heavyweight title has been defended a lot this year and would have been defended a lot more if not for us living in these trying times. Is this the new normal? Can we expect to see more and more defences from this new belt lineage than we did from the last one? Or will we go back to having more time between defences once we stop having so many shows? I mean, again, we spoke about this, that they're they're flying by the seat of their pants, it feels like, and they're trying to make things worth work with the chess pieces that they have. And, and that might mean more title defenses. And that might mean more, I don't want to say insignificant title defenses, just because they have shows to book. Um, I don't know what the new normal means. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what that, when that occurs, uh, especially in a country where I don't know how they're handling their their you know vaccine situation or or, or what? Apparently, you know it's what like about fifteen, somewhere between fifteen and twenty percent vaccinated at this rate. So it's improving. Okay. My point being is this: I, I don't. We could speculate. I don't even think they know. You know what I mean? I don't even think they know right now. I think they are are trying to book enough in advance so that they have an idea of where they're going and 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 at least have a, an escape plan and an escape hatch uh to pull if and when they get back to again air quotes normal but uh, who knows they they don't know Flynn says, what are your thoughts on Master Watto one year on from in return from excursion? Do you think his recent two singles matches showed some signs of improvement? No. Uh, also, can you, Uemura, please just come back from excursion as himself rather than with some cartoonish gimmick? I think the only wrestler who's really benefited from this is Okan, who feels completely confident and is always entertaining, but he does not have the looks and top star potential of Uemura. Uh, Watto, I think he, he is improving. On the mic, he seems a bit more confident when he's cutting his promos. Uh, physically, like he's obviously working hard on his his body shape, and he's looking sort of more lean and, and muscular. And yeah, I, I just what I need to see from Watto is a, a high level singles match without any botches, because it just seems that every time he's put in a big spot, there's like at least two moments in the match where I'm like, oh, like and something goes completely wrong. And I think that's what we need to work on and when that stops happening his confidence will grow and we'll get there eventually he will be a, a passable um, mid-carder in the junior division 
Okay. We're talking about a guy who uh, is – this is not like it's six months he's been in the ring. He's been – in. <laughs> I mean, honestly, are we going on 10 years he's been in the ring? Would I be out of line to, to say give you 10 years he's been in pro wrestling? Look that mm, up. I'm not sure about that. I mean, he was he started debuting. What are we talking around? 2016. Okay, it's 2021. Okay, that's not 10 years. I understand, but but we're you know it's not like he's six months, right? Like what? What? Yes. Well, it's five years. So okay. half of the number that you gave. <laughs> My point being, though, is like, okay, but that was that was his ring debut. Five years. That's it. Yeah. So Kawato started working for New Japan in 2016, training in their dojo for his in-ring career. I, mm-hmm. I also think. What about he, backyard wrestling? Are you counting backyard <laughs> wrestling? <laughs> I think maybe his excursion probably did more harm than good. Do you think that's fair to say that probably set him back rather than? But do you, and, but there and the are gimmick pictures as of him. well. I just think there have been a, a few missteps that have hampered things. And there is the makings of a, again, I will say solid wrestler there. I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to say he's a future junior champ or main event or anything like that because I haven't seen any evidence of that yet. I mean, he, I, I, it's hard for me to, to. Um say that Mexico is a bad thing. There's correct me if I'm wrong, there are pictures of, of him dancing with Erica Canseco, my 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 girlfriend from uh um from Mexico. Uh, she's I still follow her on Twitter by the way. <laughs> she's so amazing. I love her. Um she's so great. Do you do you follow anyone on OnlyFans? No. I don't even like is that where you pay to watch yes. people masturbate? <laughs> well, not people. You pay to you know people to upload um, material that you could masturbate to. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Well, they well, masturbate to, and you masturbate to that, right? Yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah, a lot of masturbating going on. All right. Um, yeah. No. Okay. No. I mean, I because why would I do that? Why would anybody do that? Um, to support independent artists. Is that what it is? Yeah, I get. I'm a. I'm a so wait, I'm giving money to, to. So the idea is, is that there's a young lady or a young man or whatever you. you they know. don't have to be young. I, uh, does anybody I'm, want to I'm see? I'm going to throw myself under the bus <laughs> and say one, one of the the creators that I support on OnlyFans is. Uh, <laughs> I'm telling wait, on myself what? here. <laughs> wait, you wait, you have not, you, you support someone you like? Tell tell me about it. Well, yeah, I, I I'm a proponent of paying for your porn. I think it's something that really okay. I, I, I'm, I am, I'm, I'm, okay. So, how much do you pay a month? Um, is it like Patreon? Than, uh, I pay PayPal. It's a bit like Patreon. Yeah, you can sort of pay a monthly subscription. People set their rates differently, but okay, I'm, I'm paying about what, fifteen dollars at the moment. It's not that much. Fifteen dollars a month. Yeah. Okay. And do you? What? What? Can I ask? Uh, what kind of, do you? Is it exclusive videos? It's not. It's just like Patreon. You know, you you. It's a stuff lot. Oh, you're just table. literally just giving them money. You're just you're just yeah. giving them. You're not getting anything in return. No, you are. You you get access to the. Yeah, sorry. When you say exclusive, you mean exclusive to all the people uh, paying OnlyFans subscribers, not exclusive to me. Correct. <laughs> correct. Correct. Anything. Okay. 
Yeah, so you have access to videos that you may not have. Is yeah. it somebody well, famous? Well, some creators just, just um, put stuff up, like the same stuff that they would share for free, and it's just like kind of like a tip job. Hey, if you like what I'm doing, throw me a couple bucks. Like we do. Right, okay. Uh, is the person famous? Uh, what, the, the people that I subscribe to? Correct. Uh, no. Is it pornography? It is pornography, though, correct? Well, <laughs> that's what I was going to bring up, because... Uh, well, there's... I'm very uneasy talking about this. See? Okay, so, so you, what, just as, you just know, as uneasy as I okay. was before, now you know I feel. I'm going to you know, be brave and talk about okay. it. And I don't think I'm going to get cancelled for this. So, you know... The, uh, wait, you, do you feel like you're going to get cancelled? Do you feel like you're going to get cancelled? No, I don't. Do you want to talk? I'm, I'm giving it to you right now. I don't want to put one, any peer pressure. I, I think I'm a good guy here for, for, for putting money down and, and okay. supporting these artists. Correct. All right. Uh, so, okay. So you know the Instagram algorithm can yeah. give give you stuff that you tend to like to look at. Correct. And so there's one uh, lady who kept kept appearing on Instagram every time I'd open it up, she would pop up, and I think, oh. <laughs> that's an attractive person and right. so they, she launched an OnlyFans so I was like okay I'll, I'll check this out you know show a bit of support and uh-huh. um, the stuff that she is posting is uh, quite mild you know there's there's nothing there's no news it's just you know sort of sexy clothes sexy poses whatever like, no okay, vagina you know fine is are you seeing a vagina are you seeing no. a vagina no. No, no vagina no nipples no vagina nothing you're not wow. seeing you're seeing very very little and, really? you know, that's fine like whatever the, the, these people are comfortable sharing absolutely sure. cool but it's just really interesting because every time something is uploaded the, the, the comment section is just full of he's really sort of indignant oh I can't believe I paid for this this is boring how dare you take oh show me this show me that and it, I don't I, I think that's bad I don't think people should be doing that but again they're paying customers so I don't know I don't know what the, the precedent is what's the etiquette for you know, I, I'm just sort of observing it I'm, I'm Louis Theroux I'm watching it from a distance sort of stroking my chin like hmm this is interesting how is this going to play out are they are they going to pressure this person into because uh, oh. I mean, she's obviously uploading stuff that she's comfortable uploading but is you know is is there going to be a bit of uh, pressure from the customers here to change the, the the nature of the content? What are your thoughts on this? Well, let me. Okay, is would you say, in your opinion, this is a bit of a a bait and switch? Was there something that was promised uh, with uh, negativeness, or this is the um, thing? Like, I, I don't. Or is it implied that she was going to be showing more and? I think it's just the expectation with OnlyFans. People expect with OnlyFans, because of its reputation, that you're going to be seeing some stuff. Right. You're going to see some porn She didn't say, if you subscribe to this, you will definitely see X, Y, Z, which a lot of people usually do. Usually uh, creators are quite clear about the kind of content you're going to get. Like, you know, you pay X amount, you're going to get videos of this nature and photos of this and X, Y, Z. And this person didn't do that, as far as I know. Um, okay. So there were no promises made, but I think people no. just subscribed expecting to see stuff that they're not seeing. Okay, then that. So uh, again, she made no promises. She she is it. Is there uh, an an ambiguousness to it that? Okay, I mean, there might be some because of the because of the expectations of the platform. Would you say that there is? Uh, expectations of people that buy that would buy that thinking that that would be the case like do you do you think she plays into that is i guess is my my point if i'm going to be honest i i think maybe she didn't really understand 
only what fans and what okay. the expectations are going into that. And again, this could be unfair of me to say that, but maybe mm. she thought, oh, I can you know make a bit of extra money posting similar stuff that I do on Instagram because it is it's very similar and often the same as what she posts for free on Instagram. And right. yeah, that appears to have annoyed a lot of the subscribers. Wow. Okay. Um, would would you say would she fall under the classification of like a model, or is she just a regular person? Like just, uh, just she has person. like a quarter of a million followers on Instagram. Oh my god, that's okay. a lot, isn't it? I would think so. Yeah. So maybe she's just thought, oh, there's got to be a way to monetize this. Mm. So let me ask you. Did you have expectations that it was going to be more? Yeah, of course I yes. did. I wouldn't would have signed <laughs> okay. up otherwise. But at the same time, I'm, I'm not going to you, you know, now, let me shit my nappy you... when I saw it and be like, I want my money back. This is I was bullshit. about to say, you pound on away comments. What the fuck is this? <laughs> no, but I'm just sort of intrigued as just the, the, the way, as a piece of drama playing out, what's going to happen. All right. Can I, can I address the elephant in the room? Yeah. Is there anyone else that knows about the, this account? Uh, no. You're, you're okay. literally the first person on the planet that I've told about this. Okay. All right. So, all right. Well, do, you think, uh, do you think that will go over well? With whom? Um, the person who you share a uh, living space with. Oh, she, um <laughs> I don't think she'd care. Well, she's not going to find out anyway. She's not going to listen to this. Oh. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. She won't care, though. No. Nah. Okay. I don't think I would. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't think I would. I don't. I can't say that I wouldn't pay. I just. I don't know. I. I. It's. it's it, I. I guess it's a fair thing, a fair exchange, right? Right, and the idea of them monetizing that is fair. I mean, the, I mean, I think they they should. I just, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Look at you, though. <laughs> Taking the, the J cast <laughs> in quite a different direction. There. We, I, this was a shocking revelation. I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I a shocking revelation, shocking. Um, I'll tell you what, I'm obsessed with when it comes to that. So again. The, the algorithm has hit me hard. Um, there is this content, and it's not sexual in any way. Please, let, let, me, let me be very clear. But have you seen the meme? And I guess they're like high school seniors, the equivalent, like the United States high school seniors, and they're they're saying where they're going to be um, going to college. So they'll be like. I'm going to Arkansas University. Woo pigs. Like, I'm, I'm obsessed. You don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> why would anyone be interested in that? Because it's so... I, I was just like, why are these... These girls are just like... Just, why are they saying these things? Like, it's, I don't know. And it's like this real... There's like, like five of these girls. And they're like, My name is... My name is Brittany. And I'm from Louisiana. I'm going to LSU. Go, blah, blah, blah. And and it's just that I don't even know, but it's everywhere. And there's people that make that are like making fun of them, um, making fun of the way they talk because they just I don't even know why. But I just thought I'd share that. I think you shared something. I thought I'd share something too. But it's not <laughs> okay, yeah, we'll, we'll share it. Um, let me see if I can find it. If I can find it, I'll play it right now. Wait a minute. Let me see if I can find it. 
I don't, I've, no, I've got no interest in it. It sounds it's rubbish. great. Don't tell no, me. I don't want to see Come it. Come on, wait. Let me see if I can find it. Come on. These girls are... Again, right, while just, you're finding it, can I answer so a Joel question? All right, please. All right, okay, so Rob uh, asked me this a few weeks ago about the TV show Invincible. Uh, wanted me to cast a show with New Japan wrestlers. So I'll put some thought into this. So Mark Grayson, or uh, Invincible character, I've got as Yuya Uemura, as a young guy... Uh, with special powers but he's learning the, the harsh realities of being a, a wrestler slash superhero he's struggling to define himself but he's got that berserker side uh, Omni-Man I've got as Kota Ibushi who's from a, a superpowered alien race wants to become a god probably enslave the rest of humanity uh, Atom Eve I've got as Fred Rosser as a person searching for self-meaning helping people directly with humanitarian actions and the Mauler twins I've got as a regal twins which means one of them is a clone and Art Rosenbaum is Tapler, who's helping design people's gear and merch. So that's all I've done so far. But uh, there, there you go, Rob. Thank you for the question. Thanks, um, Rob. Um, I don't. Yeah. I can't find it. I mean, okay. I'm trying. To, I mean, I know Tragic. I'll find it the minute I can. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, it's really. I mean, it's, it's innocent, but it's just like now it's just turned into people like making fun of these poor girls. But it is funny though. Uh, all right, whatever. You don't care. No one cares. Will pigs. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, Antonio says, What are your thoughts on TV Asahi censoring and blocking people like Tyler, Rasslin' Rantin, Foul Bulk, Kieran, and other fans, etc., for using New Japan content? I saw Kevin Kelly talking about it, saying he didn't agree. What direction uh, he's referring to about that? What's backstage scoop you guys know about this whole New Japan TV Asahi? Is that Antonio? Is that Antonio? It is, it is Antonio. <laughs> Our friend Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Antonio? Listen, um, Antonio, we love you. Love you. I love the fact that he continues to to, to, to he just wants his question answered, like he, and he's willing to put up a lot of bullshit um, to do so. Um, Antonio, correct me if I'm wrong, is from Portugal, right? Uh, yes, that's right. I knew that. You know how I knew that? Um, he's tweeted a, a few times. I've that seen is him popping up in the mentions <laughs> about that. That's how he's. That's how he's. Supporting Italy. Uh, What's going on? Where's yeah. where's the solidarity with, with your wonderful co-host of your favorite podcast? Right. You would think. Well, listen, it sounds like Antonio just wants the scoop. He just wants to know what's going on. Um, I think that's a fair question. I mean, people have brought that up a lot. And uh, obviously things are, are tricky. Uh, Japanese TV stations don't see things the same way that you know Western ones might do. They're very uh, aggressive when, when it comes to protecting what they feel is their in intellectual property but I, you know i can't talk too much but i think that might change for the better in the future that's all i can say that's correct. hope hope more than expectation correct i think that's a fair statement that joel said please underline that um also um i will have you know that even someone as famous as myself has had his YouTube channel shut down by TV Asahi. <laughs> I had like three, like I never, I was like an old fucking account, but I, I think I uploaded like three, like old, I don't even know what, like, but they were like ancient, like not even like big main event things, but it was like, like from the mid 80s i think i had like four or five matches that up that were up there and i didn't even have it labeled i just had it like like initials and dates shut down shut down copyright shut it shut it down i had, I had to make a new account uh completely shut me down so again even even i cannot skirt 
the copyright infringement team there. Um, it's their. Here's the thing. They paid money for it. It's their content. Um, now, the content creators I never agreed with uh, in the sense of you know, companies going after people who create videos or create, you know, make custom content or like, like I, I just don't see how that hurts a company. I just don't. I only think it helps. And I think th- those type of videos and how people consume, um, I think that only helps grow an audience. Again, it is it is about money. Let's be very clear. It is about money. They paid the rights. They don't want anyone touching it. Okay, fine. But the idea of not having fans, like the fans aren't doing it to to make money. Like nobody's monetizing these fucking things. I, you know who they should worry about? They should worry about people who fucking, you know, rip shows and then sell DVDs on eBay. Not not for nothing. That That's who you go after. Not fans creating content online to, to share with other fans. I mean, that's... It's horseshit. So, all right. That, that's my rant for the day. But Antonio, we thank you for putting up with our, our shenanigans. And uh, we are we appreciate the fact that you take the time to listen. Um, and also, didn't he have a question about Ghetto? Like, here's the thing. It's, that's all. He's not going anywhere. Right, Joel? Ghetto's not going anywhere. Um, and I, I think a lot you- of the stuff that people... We've spoken about this before. There's more than one voice in the room when it comes to Correct. the booking. He is the, the figurehead for better or for worse, but it's not solely him that is down to the good stuff and the bad stuff as well. And if you if you believe other voices, that uh, a lot of people say that the, the new stuff is down to Dick Togo. Um, whether or not you believe that, again, I, we, we've heard nothing confirming or denying that. But yeah, a lot of other people have suggested that Dick Togo is responsible for some of the more unpopular decisions. But again, I, I don't know whether or not that's true. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure he has a voice. Um, I'm sure he has a say in what goes on. Like we're saying, voice. Like like we're we're saying voices of wrestling. We're not. That's not what we're doing here. Um, it's you know, it's they've always had that kind. I don't want to say committee that has input, and then it filters through. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I, he's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere anytime soon. Let's put it this way: he's not going anywhere unless he wants to go. At this point, that's really the bottom line. And I will, but, but I will say this: that I, 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 me, a guy who's been watching this fucking nonsense for many, many years now, truly believe that a booker has a shelf life. That you only have so much creative ideas, and you only have so much stuff in the tank. Uh, and maybe he's he's different from everyone else, but. You know, it's hard to keep things fresh and keep things lively and keep things interesting uh, and generate money at the same time um, in the history of pro wrestling. So, okay, take that for what it's worth. There you go. See, now, see, we're not bad people, Antonio. We're not bad people at all. We're nice. We're nice people. I'll tell you who does want to leave, Damon. Me. Yes, <laughs> you took the words out of my mouth. I was going to say me, but yes, you as well. Both of us want to leave. So I'm going to wrap this up. Redcircle.com forward slash shows forward slash super dash J dash cast. If you want to show your appreciation for us uh, by giving us some money, Antonio, you, you know what to do, mate. And thank yeah. you to everyone who donated last month. Uh, we have that money. I split all the money three ways between myself, Damon, 
and editor Dan. Uh, Discord link is in the show notes um, at Cobra Kawaii and ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash SuperJCast to get one of our shirts. And uh, thanks as always to editor Dan. Find him on Twitter at LousyHero219. Subscribe to the Voices of Wrestling podcast network for other great shows. Please give us a five snake review on iTunes and some kind words. It helps us out a lot. Follow us on Twitter at TheSuperJCast. Thank you everyone for listening and goodbye.